to the We Only Do One Take podcast. It's the only podcast in the world that is a complete shit show. I thought I was talking in the wrong side of my mic, but I wasn't. <laughs> I'm Turch. And with me is my co-host, the CEO, and now the, the elusive fourth wheel to my, Jess and I's third, third wheel coupling. I've been demoted. Well, yes, of course you got demoted. We'll talk about why in a second. It is Kieran. How are you, buddy boy? I am doing very well. Well, I am not because I am so freaking tired because as everyone on the podcast will know by now, by the in, by the post on Instagram and Facebook, Jess and I have adopted a little puppy dog and he is here. His name is Dweezil and he's the cutest little goddamn thing on earth, but bloody hell. Uh, he kept me up all night, and I'm very tired. <laughs> Look, no one cares about how tired you are. I can it's confirm that Dweezil is very cute and very adorable. <laughs> but Dweezil is the equivalent of Hungry Jacks or McDonald's. How so? Now, not in the fact that I'm not trying to say that he's a crappy food product. <laughs> that's the right. Equivalent of, I was going to say that's form. a weird thing to, to <laughs> say about a dog. <laughs> you know, he's not. He's not. He's a. He's a. He's an upper class meal type. Really, he's like a Chin Chins or a. Or a, what's a, I don't know, a flower, flower drum. He's a flower drum of <laughs> dogs. Excellent. Right. I don't know what that exactly that means. I think he's more, being German, he's more the Hofbrauhaus kind of dog. <laughs> <laughs> Not that big though. All right. Anyway, the point is, the photos that you have sent yep. around the world yep. show him to be a hell of a lot bigger <laughs> than he currently is. He's, yeah, so he's very... Very, very, very small, and you're absolutely right. Every time I show photos, everyone's like, "Oh, he's, he's, he's a normal sized dog," and then they see him, he fits in the palm of your hand. Yeah, it's it's a bit ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. My parents came over and visited him, and he was. Uh, How were the grandparents? Oh, they love him. Every, all the all the grandparents came over. The nonnies, the nonnos, the the nonnas, the the the, the pas, the mas. They, they all came. Yeah, and they've all fallen in love with him. Uh, he slept through most of it. <laughs> Because he's a bit of a puppy at the moment, but he's doing very, very well. I'll, I have a story about him later on in the show. All so right. it's a bit of a teaser. How good's oh. that? How good's that to teaser? Well, in tradition, in tradition, we normally start this podcast with a rant. We certainly do. And I'm going to flip things a little bit. We're going to flip things I'm going to flip things. Yeah. I've got a compliment. You get a compliment. So rather than a rant, Amazing. I've got a compliment. That's a bit weird. What the hell's going on with this show? This is going to be the worst show ever. <laughs> I was ready to rant. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I was. I was. I Friday night went to a brewery for for a thirtieth drinks, and I go up to the bar, and I'm going up to the bar, and I'm going. That's it. Just like every other bar, where I couldn't see any of the wait stuff, and I'm I'm ready to go. Oh fuck this, you know. Yep. Look how big this place is. It's booming. Where are the wait staff, right? Mm. Well, they all just turned up. The wait staff or bar servicemen or women, what are they the, called? The bartenders. Bartenders. The bartenders to patrons ratio was, was, was outstanding. Good? Oh, wow. I actually never had to wait to be served. That's I just walked up the to the bar thing. and I was like, what can I get you? And in fact, they remembered my drink. And what is your drink these days? I always well, forget. it was an IPA. I was having a, oh, a, okay. a West Coast IPA because you know how Friday how it was 22 degrees and, yeah, yeah. and we had been experiencing day. like five degree weather. Yep. And so it was fucking boiling. It was like... So uh, I thought... It I'm, was perfect... Sh- you know what? On Friday I picked up Dweezil yeah. from the airport. And the fucking in. heat wave that we had. And it was amazing. But I've got to say, I was in shorts. I, I cracked open the shorts Maybe prematurely, but I had a good time. So that's the important thing. I fucking came down to Melbourne 
and people are walking around in shorts. And I'm outside in the sun going, this is really hot. I'm unprepared. I haven't brought shorts. I didn't think I needed shorts yet. It's true. And then the next day it was rainy and miserable and I was like, this is more like it. See, I've had a, a different experience. Bring in the misery. That, that's what we want, the misery. Yeah. Oh, you want some misery for you? I want misery. Jess and I went to a bar not too long ago and uh, we, you know, we had some beers earlier on in the day. And then we went to the, went to the, it was actually Jess's birthday. We went to Heartbreaker. Yeah. See, that doesn't have, that place doesn't have a good bartender. No, it doesn't. To patron ratio. But it's a cool atmosphere. Like it's a, yeah. it's a hustle and yeah. bustle. This Except for that DJ that night. It was pretty, pretty terrible. Yeah. Playing Tool. Who plays Tool at 11 o'clock, 11.30 oh, at night? Because I requested uh, a song. Yeah. That, that Jess wanted. Yeah. Queen or something like yeah, that. Yeah, wanted, Jess wanted Queen. She wanted like, uh, Don't Stop Me Now. Which Don't is Stop a, Me Now. Great song. About eating cheese is what I understand. Is it about eating cheese? Well, I just remember you and Jess at New Year's eating cheese and singing Don't Stop Me Now and talking about how Don't Stop Me Now about eating cheese. And forever live in my memory as that is what the song is about. You know we do this podcast, right? And people go, oh, you remember when you said this? No. No. I I have no idea what I said. I have no idea what I did New Year's. Nonetheless. um, I have no idea what I... Well, this heartbreak and like bad stuff to... to, Patron ratio. Mm. That's a great way of saying it. How formal. But the worst thing was, I go to Jess, what do you want? She goes, oh, I love a Jack Daniels and Coke. You know, I'm like, oh. you know what? Sometimes you just feel like a dirty Jack Daniels and Coke. Mm-hmm. I went up to the bar and I go, oh, two Jack Daniels and Coke. And the bartender was like, you must be really dirty. Are and you goes, feeling dirty? Goes, we, feeling no, no, dirty? no. Even worse. She goes, they go, I think it was a woman. I can't remember. But they go, oh, sorry, we don't have Jack Daniels at this bar. <laughs> it, it's not a fucking primo bar. It's not, it's like not, a, it's not a bar that. It's a rock and roll bar. Yeah, it should. Have it's a it. rock and roll bar, and I don't know if you know. They've got fucking that. Um, not the gin and tonic. They've got the uh, the the Canadian club. The, no, you know the fancy one that comes in the little bottle. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I can't remember you, now. You know the fancy, the fancy, the the the. Well, all I'm gonna say, rock. It's a rock. Old and roll. fella or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's so, right. What's it called? Old fashioned. Old fashioned in a can. No, not in a can, in a bottle. Anyway. They serve old fashions there. Yeah, yeah. no, but look, look, as a rock and roll fan, everyone, everyone that likes Motorhead knows that Lemmy, the bassist and singer for Motorhead, who's the, one of the greatest rock gods of all time, um, his favorite drink was Jack Daniels and Coke. Yeah, in fact, he has his own um, cocktail. Cocktail, in, it's two uh, two pieces of ice, a double shot of Jack Daniels, and the rest filled with Coke. Mm. That's his signature drink, the Lemmy. The Lemmy, right. Which is Jack Daniels. Is it like that crappy Coke that they pour out of the bar, or is it like No, it's a Coke proper, a proper pr- canned Coke, yeah. yeah can. Because yeah. that, that makes a difference. I think it does. Mm. It's, the premix is not real. No, it's very watered But down. I've heard that the best, and Jess always says this, the best McDo- best um, Coke is from McDonald's. Oh, they have a lot of syrup in it. Yeah, yeah I don't know, but I, I don't know. I don't have you, had, I like have you ever had McDonald's soft drinks when they haven't replaced the syrup? That's terrible. Yeah, that's very true. It's 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 yeah. It's and disgusting. Jess even likes the orange juice. The orange juice. Yeah, McDonald's. No one likes the orange juice. <laughs> that's what I said to her. Nonetheless, no one likes the orange juice. That's the a- only time you like the orange juice. Is when you're sleep deprived. Yeah. Right? You've, you've got to be working up some god awfully hour in the morning, like 4 a.m., because your family's going on a road trip to Sydney or something like that. I think it's and that you, airport feeling. And you, yeah. And you stop and you're like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get hotcakes, right? Oh, no, no. Hash brown. Hash, always a hash brown. 
Well, see, hash browns are good, but I, I'm a fan of the hotcakes. Uh, the hotcakes with the maple syrup too sweet and, the, for me and the, the butter they have. The butter. That's not even real butter. I know, but I like that butter. <laughs> That's the only time I have that uh, butter. That's good. Uh, and then you have the orange juice and it's disgusting, but you go on with your life because you're like, you know, maybe we're, maybe we're going to have some fun later on. True, true, true. I'll give you that. Yeah. But Kieran, you've got a story for us. This is the the Seinfeld of shows today. I'll tell you what. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a story post, for Dweezer later. you post something about John's, George Costanza? It, yeah, at the time of this recording, it is Jason Alexander's birthday today. So yeah. uh, I'll be trying to put in as many Seinfeld references as I possibly can. Yes. Oh, that's good. Yeah, why not? That's that's. I'm feeling like it's going to be a summer of Turch coming up, so it's going to be fine. A summer of what? A summer of Turch. Summer of Turch? Yeah. Have you seen Seinfeld? Here's the Summer of George! Oh, the su- yeah, yeah. It's yeah, going to be Summer of Dweezil, maybe. Summer, <laughs> oh, else. the Summer of Dweezil. That's pretty good. Anyway, you got a story for us. What type of story do I have? Well, you said you had something for me, and it was not really... Well, a rant. You had like a mini rant. Oh, no, it was a compliment. Oh, it was a compliment. I already did the compliment. Well... I've got a story. I've got a news article that say that tickled my fancy, and there's not many times I read the New York Times, and there's not many times I find on the New York Times a story about poop. <laughs> but this just, this just like I didn't even think it was real. Like you know when you read a headline and you go, "Yeah, I'll get to that later," and you just remember it at the back of your head. All right, we either have. <laughs> the same poop story or we've got two different stories on well, poop welcome to the show everybody <laughs> okay so my when headline... people ask what is this podcast <laughs> about poo uh, okay so this is the this is the headline women poop sometimes at work get over it is that what your headline no, is no my headline okay. is totally different <laughs> okay so I read that headline and I thought to myself, I looked at it and I went, nah, okay, that maybe maybe someone made up a joke. Like someone puts a fake headline. And then... Do you, okay, back at high school. Yeah. Did you poo? If I needed to poo, you just... You yeah, just the go. high school toilets were, were always disgusting. They were always disgusting. But, you know, sometimes you got to go, you got to go. I know people that hold, the, hold it in all day. No, they that's, don't that's wanna, not healthy. I don't want to poo at, at school because the toilets are disgusting. I think that's horrible... Because that could really, I think that could. Re- I feel like that would really affect your bowels in a really negative way. I I don't know. I'm not a doctor, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, not that kind of doctor, anyway. Okay, so let me. I've highlighted certain bits of this article, and you can always find it. Just it's on New York, the New York Times magazine, uh, New York Times website. So here's how this article starts. There once was a woman who reg- who walked regularly from her office in Midtown Manhattan to a hotel across the street in order to use the restroom. And that woman may have been one of us. The woman had a friend at another job who carried a book of matches and a can of air freshener in her purse, more willing to set off the office fire alarm than leave any hint of odour in the public lavatory. That friend had another friend at another office job who repeatedly forced her body to do the deed quickly, racing from cubicle to the bathroom and back in an effort to deflate attention from what she might be doing in there. And that led to some semi-serious hemorrhoid problems. As her former colleague put it, she was pooping at the speed of pee. Pooping at the speed of pee? Yeah. Wow. I... 
I, you... I don't actually. I don't know. I wonder when you poo right. Thank you. That's a really <laughs> weird thought. Maybe it is the speed of pee. Hmm. You know, if if you're not constipated, if you've got all the fibre and the and if the, you've got the dietary the, liquids, thing, the should dietary be... should just go plonk. It should, but you still don't want to just be like in and out. You sort of just want to sit there, relax for a sec, let it all out, wipe properly, take your time a little bit. Like you know, you're going to. You're not going to spend the same time you do at a urinal trough that you do. <laughs> trough. It's a trough, isn't it? <laughs> or a urinal that you are. We're going to come up with a fancier name. I don't know yet. I can't think of one. I just call it the trough. It's always good. Like Equinox urinal. Like Equinox. You, I don't know. Esquilax. Esquilax. Yeah, there we go. Um, I feel like this, this is a very Seinfeld thing to talk about <laughs> going to good public restaurants because George loves a good public no, restaurant. Whoa, no, no. Back, back. Back when I was like 15, this is true, right? In the city of Melbourne, sometimes you're in the, you're in the city yeah, yeah. and it's very hard to find a, a good a place to take yeah. a crap. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Sofitel yeah. up near Parliament. I think you've talked about this before. Right? I think it's level 35 or 26. I can't remember, right? But they've got a restaurant up there. Oh, you just sort of sneaking in. And But you've got to leave the restaurant to go to the toilet. Ah, and it's got a the view. elevator. Yeah, it's got a view. It's got a window. So you can take a piss and have a wonderful view over the city of Melbourne. There you go. Let me continue on this article. So she's given us three examples of women doing weird things in the bathroom at work. One went across the street to poop somewhere different. Yeah. One bought matches and air freshener. Dogs have been doing this all the time. You see how, how guilty they look when they take a crap? Yeah, but... Th- that's not guilt, funnily enough. That is them looking at you is to make sure that you're making sure, like they telling you that I'm pooping, watch out for predators for me. Now that is a, oh, this is embarrassing. I've got to do this here. Yeah. Yeah. Please don't look at me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit of both. It's like, you know, anyway, it's just, so this woman goes on. Remember the children's book, Everyone Poops. It's meant to teach kids that defecating is natural, healthy part of digestion. And does so by illustrating a wide variety of creatures, including dogs, cats, snakes, whales, hippos, little boys, happily defecating. But you know who you won't see defecating in that book, happily or unhappily? Women. Okay. <laughs> um, she has a, so she, she's woman obviously has a problem going to the toilet. Or, I'm going to put it out there. Have you ever gone to someone, you're taking a long time in the toilet? Have you ever said that to anybody? Yeah, you, you, you know, hurry up. Yeah, hurry, but like, you know, that's usually hurry up because your mates are all peeing. Like, oh, hurry up, we're going to get another drink or go to the next bar. Yeah. You've never gone, like, someone's gone, for the, like at work. Yeah. you never said to someone, you took a really long time in the toilet. No, never. I've I, never, I would I, never, have, never I, have done that. I don't that. even pay attention to that. No, it's like, I'm going to the toilet. Great. It could be two hours. You can yeah. come back and I'll be like, oh, well, something, I hope you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. If you did that, I would have just been like, Oh, he's probably gone off and had lunch. Yeah. Now he's having a talk to, to someone. a meeting somewhere. Yeah. Good. Someone's on the way back. The elevator's not working. Had another coffee. So, let me continue on this article. Because it just gets really... Like, you can really see the mindset of this woman. And it just gets more and more insane of how... This is a, a, a study in her own lack of self-confidence. I'm sure there's a psychological disorder. I know, I know. So anyway, so she goes on. Poop is a real shame and a disproportionately affects women who suffer from higher rates of irritable bowel syndrome and inflammatory bowel disease. In other words, the patriarchy 
has seeped into women's intestinal tracts. Let's call it the putriarchy. Girls aren't born with poo shame, they're taught it. Mm, a social construct. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So, as a man, I'm just going <laughs> to tell all women now, what we do is, when we go out and have beers with the boys, what we're really doing is, and that was actually a f- second agenda item, first was to obviously keep the wage gap real, the second agenda item was that we're going to make sure that they feel really uncomfortable going to the toilet at work. Because, you know, what they really need after not getting paid enough is to spend less time in the toilet. That's what we do. And then the third one, what we do is, we make sure that we can accurately represent that women of different minorities earn less money and get less jobs. That's what we do. I've, you became to that meeting. It was a very interesting meeting. We had a very good guest speaker. The spread was fantastic. Oh, there's a spread on There's there. always a spread there. And then all us white men stood around... Um, and then we had like you know, another room with Asian men because they actually make more money than us, us white men. But what happened was we get into these men groups and we all conspire to make sure you are uncomfortable to poo at work. That's what she's saying! <laughs> oh, that's the hidden meeting. True, true story, Turch. I was having a conversation about pooing with a female colleague. Right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> What? No, no, these are serious academic conversations. And interesting, because we're we're talking about um, uh, kids going to the toilet, right? Yeah. And and she was saying, oh, I've got to teach, divorcee, whatever. She's like, I've got to teach my young son about going, you know, going to the urinal. Mm. And I said, oh, how do you do it? She goes, I tell him to, to, you know, unbutton his his button and and unzip his zipper and pull his pants all the way down. And I went, and I went, whoa, 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 stop, stop, stop. And she goes, what? I'm like... That's not how you do it. No, 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 no. It's, it's, I'm like, is the whole buttocks exposed? She's like, yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. That, that, that's, that's not urinal etiquette, right? That's like butters. Yeah. Like butters from uh, yeah. South Park. He just pulls his pants out. Hey, fellas! And she goes, she goes, what do you mean? I'm like... Nah, I, just I the said, fly or... I, I said, two guys, it could be at the MCG, enter the toilet. Yeah. No one else could be in there. You've got to walk diagonal past each other to the other point. Yeah. To take a piss. Well, not right? only that, you don't pull your pants all the way down. Oh, and yeah, and and that's the thing. You just you just get your dick out and yeah. you pee. Yeah. Do you undo the button? No, or I d- just generally just do the fly. No, I like to undo the button. Uh, Give d- me a little uh, bit more free. It it, de- it depends. It's it depends. And then I was saying how like one person might be at the urinal, then the next person goes to the cubicle, then the next person goes to the urinal, then the next person goes to the cubicle. It's a very simple there's, methodology. There's edit, yeah. Anyway, I found out that the girls talk in the bathroom. Yeah. Men, Men, silent. 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 You take a crap, you do it in silence. That's right. Women, apparently, chat, 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 chat. But you could be out at the pub. As soon as you get out of that bathroom, oh, they won't talk to each other on different tables. That's right. No, no, no. It's in a... It's in the bathroom. So, so let me go on to this woman's article because there's so much more I want to dive into about. Thank this. you for listening to Bathroom Etiquette uh, with Kim. This is going to be the toiletous episode you've ever toiletous episode. Uh, so when girls get a bit older, they learn to ga- pass gas silently, while boys do it loudly and think it's hilarious. If a boy farts, everyone laughs, including the boy. Said Sarah Sarah Alby, the author of Poop Happened: A History of the of the World from the Bottom Up. If a girl farts, she is mortified, which I guarantee I, I know, hundred percent is untrue, mm-hmm. because I, you know, we've all had girlfriends. Yeah, they've and, all farted, and they've all farted, and they always laugh at you. That's right, especially in the bed. Ugh. So let me continue on. 
At one level, it's associated with women's purity. This is about, you know... Oh, okay. At one stage, she says that women are known... Uh, are said to not to poo. Okay? She goes, at one level, it's associated with women's purity. At the other, it's a double standard applied to hygiene and civility, where the weight falls disproportionately on women to be cleaner, odorless, and groomed. Or as one woman interviewed in that fecal, in, in that fecal matter study, he put it, women are supposed to be non-poopers. For most of history, it would seem, they have fallen in line, adopted all sorts of creative ways to avoid mention, inf- uh, in- inference, acknowledgement, or God forbid smell whatever is inside the bathroom. According to Miss Albee, in the gold rush days, while men were, op- were on the open range would simply find a shrub or a pot a p- uh, and pop a squat, prairie women would form elaborate protective circles to shield one another. They'd all stand in a circle facing out, holding their skirts up from the side to form a wall she said, and then at one time they'd take turns going to the bathroom in the middle of the circle, away from pr- uh, prying eyes. So look at that. So they're saying, yeah, 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 uh, it's men that are doing this to us, men that are doing to us, but they just proved mm. in, the, in the article itself that 200 years ago in the gold rush, they would do it to themselves, where guys would just be like, I gotta go. Oh, okay. Off you I'm go. Gonna go. I'm gonna go poo. I've gotta go poo. Yeah. And now she's saying that, you know, it's like, oh, the men have pushed it on us. No, I don't think so. It just sounds like the women didn't want to be seen pooing for their own reasons. And all the other women were like, I understand this. And formed a circle around her. That's fair enough. Which would be, can I put it out there? If, if a guy said, I'm going to go take a shit. And all you fellas went, well, let me come with you. <laughs> right, so we've got to do our guard of honour. We've got to do a guard of honour. Everyone get your muskets. <laughs> Ready to go. Uh, a crocodile could come and attack us. Oh. Okay, so how's this? According to, and you were saying talk about holding it. Holding it in. Yeah, holding it in. Yeah, yeah. According to a recent survey of a thousand Canadian women, seventy one percent that they said to go to great lengths to avoid defecating, especially in public washrooms. Is it and then this person goes, Is it any surprise to hear that women are more constipated than men? We should really bring Jess into this. I well, she read this I I I got her to read it because I thought it was just me going, This is stupid. And she read it, she goes, If you've got a poo, you've got a poo. And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you've mess- we've both messaged each other like, oh, we're pooing at the moment. <laughs> you got to poo about once a day. You got to poo at least once a day. Exactly right. I think I think ages ago, remember my friend Dan? Yeah. He we would post we would message each other on Snapchat. Mm. But each other's poo. No, no, no. We you when, would Snapchat when we're on your the to- poo. When we're on the toilet, we'd yeah. snap snap a picture of ourselves and send it to each other. Yeah. And it was always hashtag snap crap. Yeah, because you'll be at work. It was funny. Yeah, snap, cr- snap crack. <laughs> Jeez, that's good. Snap crack. I feel yeah. like we could have a poo app. Oh, I think. Well, you know, this is a complete shit show. <laughs> <laughs> so historians have long noted that public facilities were created for and built by men and bathrooms are no exception. Most architects are men, most plumbers are men, and early public facilities were tailored to the white man and then later white women who were engaged in public life enough to use them. So, I've got a huge issue with this. I didn't realise that different toilets were required by different races. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure that, like, my mate who's an Indian bloke at work will use the same toilet than, that I use. Like, he's pretty happy using a urinal. And I'm pretty sure a woman, doesn't matter what race, is going to be pretty happy with a stall, a bathroom mm. stall. But she goes on to something else here, which might explain why nobody has stopped to think 
that just because the square footage of a bathroom facility may be equal, it doesn't mean you can necessarily fit equal number of stalls. And this is where it got me. Because I've been working with engineers recently. Oh, he's fired up now, people. <laughs> he's fired up. I've been working with engineers recently. Mm-hmm. And what she has said is, and specifically in Australia, I didn't check anyone else's laws, but I'm assuming it's the same across the board. Specifically in Australia, that is more untrue than she could and she could ever imagine. And all she had to do was Google it. So are you ready for some ready for some numbers? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. okay. So depending on ABC the- fact check, watch out. Because we, we have got Turch, our so, own fact checker. So men So there's two different things. Toilet pants and urinals. Yeah. Okay. For what for every twenty men, mm-hmm. We get one toilet. One toilet, yeah. Because we get a urinal. But we, every only if... It, one every 25 men. So, let's say an office has, Wait, is this, is this the law? This is the law. There's actually numbers around this? Yes. Oh, shit. Yes, this is the architectural standards that you have to apply in okay. a building. According to work safe. These are the minimum. So, yeah. you could go beyond this. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So, let's say there's 100 people yeah. at your office. Most likely, let's say it's 100 men, 100 women. Yeah. Most likely, 100, if 100 men are there, you probably get two urinals mm-hmm. and maybe two, maybe three stalls. Okay. Right? Which would cater for 160 men. Yeah. Sometimes you might get another stall. Sometimes you might get another urinal. But let's just say, you say to that. Okay. Women, on the other hand... That explains. I went into this um, this restaurant cafe, right, which was fairly busy. And I was like, there was only one toilet... And two urinals. Mm. And I thought, this is a little bit... This isn't... Yeah. But now you're saying those figures. Yeah, because that, that can serve 50 men. Yeah. Uh, 50 men with the urinals and tw- and another 20 men with the stall. So, because there's 70 men in yeah. that restaurant at once. Yeah. Women, on the other hand, if there's 100 women there, it's a ratio... They don't get urinals. That's mm-hmm. fine. But for every one woman... Uh, for every uh, 15 women, one... Your one stall has to be there. Okay. So technically, for a hundred, yeah, you would have to get what's that? Uh, sixty four, double that. They have to get at least seven stalls. Yeah. For every technically, hundred people. Hundred people. To, to the men's two. Women, to a men's two. Mm. So they literally get three and a half times as much many stalls. Mm-hmm. As men, it's too much chatting. That's a lot of chatting, and that's why they get paid enough. That's why they get paid. They don't get paid a lot. <laughs> I feel like that. That's going to come back to bite me. It probably will. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I just, I just think that you know, she obviously didn't do her research on that sort of thing. Uh, but just to finish off the article here, there's actually some profound difference in male and female digestive tracts, beginning with the length of the colon, which is longer in women. The extra length in the colon does create this redundancy, all these extra twists and turns. Think of the male colon as a gentle horseshoe and the female colon as being a tangled up slinky. Now, I'm not a biologist, but that just sounds bullshit to me. Sounds like words with no, Mm. no, yeah, no cred. So, yeah. So, the question is, Kieran, do you poop at work? I do poop at work because I like to get paid Uh, to poo. And, you know what, women? That's how men are actually making their money. I think you know. I think I think another man respects a man who poops at work. 
Yeah. I, I know Carl from Who Are These Podcasts yeah. does not agree with that. What? No pooping at work. He doesn't want like, people pooping at work. He doesn't. Oh, poop I mean, at work. I mean, I mean, every now and then, once in a blue moon. I mean, you, you, you you're going to have one that you would have had something to eat the night before, and you're going to stink up the place. I, if that's the case, I'll walk a little bit further and take a shit in where someone doesn't know that that I exist. Yeah. But yeah. on the whole, it's like, oh, you got to go, you got to go. Yeah. And usually your body clock is always at the same sort of time. Someone brushes their teeth in the toilet. That's way work. too far. Yeah. That's more disgusting to me. Yeah, I've taken a shit twice. Yeah. And then someone's come in and brushed their teeth. Yeah. And I'm like, I just don't want to open the stall to, you know. No. I'll, I'll wait until you finish. Even there, there might be a uh, a door between the basins and yeah. the toilets. I still feel like, you know. Yeah, that's not yeah. good. That's not good. Anyway, but that was that woman as crazy as I think she is, or is it just it? Am I just so protective yet not protective of my toilet time? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, that's pretty. On average, how long do you take? Ah, uh, to poo? Mm. Uh, five minutes. Okay, all right. So yeah. probably average. Yeah, you you poop. You probably text a few people. I probably text you saying Are we doing the podcast on this night. I send myself a joke. You need an award. Why? Uh, for managing me. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's good. Pretty... That's that's where the Patreon money's going to go one day. It's, it's pretty Im- impressive. Gonna... Church. We've got another poop story. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, you know, I can just imagine it. Alice is probably driving. Disgusted. <laughs> disgusted by our poop talk. No, no, no. She knows what she's in for with this podcast. And I'll give our listeners a, a break. I want to talk something about controversial here. Religion. <laughs> I think the poo talk's more controversial <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> well, <sighs> Turch, a oh, what do you, you want to hear the poo? We'll go with the no, poo. okay, no, no, do the thing, and then I'll tell a story about Dweezil. Actually, I found this right. Um, coprophobia. Yeah. Coprophobia. Coprophobia. Yeah, yeah. Fear, anxiety of pooing. That's that's a sad time. I was not a good pooper as a kid. I'll put it out there. I was not a good pooper as a kid. And I learnt very much the hard way. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had to take a lot of um, uh, stuff to make, you know, a lot of laxatives. And I ended up pooing a, a lot. And now I quite enjoy poo. Fair enough. That's a, it's a big story. There you go, people. All right, no I'm going to show you a photo. What do you got there? What do you see? Describe to me oh, what, what you see. What do I see here? Let me get some glasses don't, on don't, don't read the title. I see a bunch of guys... I see a guy in a pink shirt... And he's definitely got a sp- uh, a strainer, like a, a, a spaghetti, as a pasta strainer on his head. Yeah. And he's talking at a conference with lots of other older gentlemen with beards in the background. Yeah, that's pretty close. It looks, it, it, it reminds me of a flat earth talk I once watched on YouTube. <laughs> a pastafarian. Ah, the pastafarians, of <laughs> Hilarious course. trolled a town council meeting. The stakes are profoundly serious. <laughs> Last Tuesday, the founding pastor of the first lower peninsula <laughs> congregation of pastafarians placed a pastor strainer on his head and opened an Alaskan local government meeting with a prayer. That's fantastic. Do we have a copy of the prayer? I, I, love- I, I couldn't get a sound clip, but I'm going to read it out. Oh, please. Uh, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Pastor, Amen. Let's go <laughs> to the next thing here. Uh, it, 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 it is, oh shit. Pastafarian. It's a very long article. I remember hearing about Pastafarians a very long time ago. Yeah. And it was like, it was, it was a, an atheist joke. 
about like how you can just make up a like a flying spaghetti monster. Yeah. Is that what it's based on? Is is that the right one or am I just making something up on the spot here? No, I don't think this is the one. This is the, the one. The one based off the flying spaghetti monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It. Here we go. Oh shit. I should have highlighted it. <laughs> I found it somewhere. It's funny you always give me shit about my paper printouts, but I always have everything ready to rock and roll. I know. This is terrible. I'm called to invoke the power of the true creator of the universe, the drunken tolerator of all lesser and more recent gods and maintainer of gravity here on Earth. May the great flying spaghetti monster rouse himself from his stupor and let his noddly, or sorry, noodly <laughs> appendages ground each assembly member in their seats. That's amazing. So there was a big controversy. Uh, well... Because, no, no, no. There was a big controversy. Because why? Why? Most of the people in this town were Christian. Yeah. Okay. And then some religious people said, but we want our meetings yeah. to be opened with our prayers. Yeah. And this went all the way to the Supreme Court in America. Are you serious? So there's been about four cases where the, the Supreme Court has ruled about... Because you're not allowed to, because the separation between church and state has to be very, yeah, very clear. The, but you are allowed to have a prayer before a meeting begins. So he won out. So he was like, "Fuck it, I'm going to make, I'm going to take the piss out of all of you. Yeah, I'm going to open up this meeting <laughs> before this meeting starts <laughs> and say a pastafarian prayer." That's Everyone, fantastic. Everyone's fucking angry at him. Oh, people are so precious about their religion. Like, it's good. It's good fun. You know, it's helpful, but, you know, And the Supreme Court has recognised that Pastafarian is an official religion. It That's is, an interesting thing, because is, if you're talking about separation of state and church, for the Supreme Court to go, which is state, to go, That's a religion, and me believing in myself as a god is not a religion, which means the state has the power over decision of what a religion is or not. That's a very that's more controversial for me <laughs> than anything else. Not as controversial as pooping at work, but god damn it, it's close. Well, further on about Pastafarian, it is disrespectful to teach our beliefs without wearing his chosen outfit, which of course <laughs> is full pirate regalia. Pirate regalia? I didn't know that. So you have to wear an eye patch and a pasta strainer. <laughs> I just want to think of Seinfeld when he's wearing the puffy shirt. Yeah. Like, and why are you wearing the shirt? I don't want to be a pirate. And do the parrot on his shoulder. You know, recreate all of Muppet Treasure Island. <laughs> I think we can all look forward to the time when these theories... Oh, it goes on to talk about public schools. I think yeah. we can look forward to the time when all these theories are given equal time in our science classrooms across the country and eventually the world. One third time for intelligent design, one third time for splying spaghetti monster, <laughs> pastafarianism, and one third time for logical conjecture based on overwhelming observable evidence. Can you imagine, though, that one day that we go, we search the cosmos and this and that, and we do find a god, and it is a fucking spaghetti monster? <laughs> like, you know, like there's, there's, there's a real irony that could definitely occur. It's like, that's the, the crazy thing that... It actually yeah, turns yeah, out Yeah, Spaghetti to be. Monster is the real one. Yeah. Not surprising. But um, he's Catholic. Like, he's the Catholic God. <laughs> like, you know? It's like, yes, it is me, the Spaghetti Monster, and Jesus is my son. He's actually Jesus, and he goes great on top of me. <laughs> uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. The Holy uh, Spirit is actually tomato sauce. 
barbecue. The Italians got it right. And barbecue sauce is the devil. Yeah, that's right. Or maybe mustard's the devil. I was going to say sriracha, like a hot sauce. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's good. Uh, in Phoenix, Arizona, there have been city councils that have now banned the practice of opening sessions with prayer due to the Pastafarians. That's probably a good thing. That's probably the smart way of doing it. <laughs> well, that's it. what the Pastafarians wanted. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, you can't... You win some, you lose some, you you, 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 you pass to some. What can I say? It's all al dente to me. <laughs> what can I say? Uh, so I'm going to tell the story about Dweezil because that's why I've been so tired and probably delirious and I've been uh, been not as sharp as I probably could have been on this episode, but that's all right. So he's great. He's lovely. But today, uh, when we're recording this... Was who's, actually, who's Dweezil? Dweezil's my little puppy dog. Okay, just yeah. in case someone doesn't know. Yeah, so just in case someone's like halfway through the episode. Probably no, I'll, skip through, I'll skip through the episode. Probably our American and Sydney listeners, yeah, listeners true. have no idea. And they, welcome back to the We Only Do One Take <laughs> podcast. And just a little break there. We just had a little bit of Bruce Springsteen for you. That was a really good one. Coming up later is the weather. But first, I just wanted to talk about my little new puppy that I got here. Uh, so today was his first day... Uh, on his own in the house. Uh-oh. Um, so Jess and I set up an area for him that sort of uh, blocked off the rest of the house and he could have his little space inside the dog door and then he had the whole backyard to explore. And he wasn't really 100% confident with the, the dog door as, as of yet. So it's sort of like a flap one. Mm-hmm. So we sort of left the flap up. Yeah. And um, that way he can go in and out. And we gave him food and water and this and that. And he was going to be at home the whole day. And I left early in the morning. Jess left later. And I get a message from Jess saying, I just left him. I cried all the way to work. Mm. And she was so sad and so scared that he was going to be, you know, crying, whimpering all day. And, yeah. and, or hurt himself or do something like that. And I'm like, oh, I no. feel like I should have sold you like a video camera to like <laughs> check on your dog. <laughs> Don't tempt Jess. Um, <laughs> so I... And I amazingly I get home first because I finish off at the site instead of driving back into the city I just drive it here and take the car in in the morning going early I get home and I open the door and I see the television on that's the first thing <laughs> <laughs> like okay this is a bit weird was it on Oprah it was on Oprah, I don't know what it was on I didn't Oprah, put... Oprah replays uh, well maybe it was I can't remember he was done oh, he, he was didn't just... he didn't watch the room did no not the room the, Maybe the, he did. What's what's the one with all the women on it? Then they talk, the view. The view. Yeah, no, I don't know what exactly it was on. Maybe it was. I I can't really remember because I just thought to myself, "Holy crap, is someone in my house?" Yeah, he probably <laughs> bought a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> he just called everybody up. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, that's what a dog wants—a vacuum yeah. cleaner. <laughs> you know, he's probably got the, the channel with all that that infomercials on it. He's bought two hammers and a ladder. That's yeah. what he's got. Uh, not just a ladder. <laughs> a ladder that can uh, bend. Just shamwells just yeah. lock up the next day, right? And I'm like, oh, shit, what the hell's going on? Like, someone's in my house. So I call that guy. I, you know, I go, like, just yell, hey, hey, what's... Is anyone here? Like, ah. Anyway, and I see this little dog <laughs> walk out from behind the couch. Look at me. And they get all excited that I'm here. I'm like, how did you get to that area of the house? Yeah. With the couch and stuff, because we blocked it all off. I had a look, and I looked to the side where the dog door is. and So this is what happened. The fence was up, and it absolutely was up. We even put some chairs in the way, so he couldn't push it forward to open it up, because he's sort of done that a little bit. He sort of worked out he can do that. So we pushed some chairs in, everything was great, how blue it's blocked up. So what he did was, he grabbed the gate, and pulled it, instead of for- pushed it forward, he pulled it back, mm. just enough 
But the thing was, as he pushes it back, he actually just locks himself in. Yeah, right. So, not too bad. So, he pushed it just enough to block off half the dog door, but not the other half. Yeah, I'm with you. So, so the flap went down, and it's like a plastic flap. Yeah. Right? Like a pla- like a PVC, like, you know, like a... Uh, plastic. Flex- flex- flexible, though. Yeah. And, and oh, because some plastic's yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's all like a hard. Everyone, pitch. he's Italian and he's doing lots of arm movements right it now is, for it flexible. It's the just plastic you put over 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 seats <laughs> as a wog. You put them over the seats. Just imagine yeah. the hand action. And then and then and it's metallic down the bottom and it locks into place with magnets. Yeah. Right. So he had worked out that if you pulled the thing back, he could jump through the dog door. Smart dog. And then walk on the other side of the dog flap. Yeah. Jump in. And now he had the full room of the house. Uh-huh. So he'd have done this elaborate ruse of going all the way around and just was able to sit wherever he wanted. He so, had full room of the house. So tomorrow, he just don't bother doing that. Let yeah. Him, let so, him have full anyway, room of the so house. So I'm just laughing my head off. Yeah. And I call Jess and I go, and she's like, oh, are you home? I'm like, yeah, I'm home. I've got some, I learned two things today. One, um... The electricity bill's going up because yeah, you're leaving the TV on well, for the dog. Uh, he, he it's called a radio, TV. people. He's, a radio. He watched TV all day and just like, oh, I accidentally left the TV on. Oh, bull, like, bull, bull, I'm calling I'm like, I'm like, okay, whatever, that's fine. Two, uh, he's the smartest dog in the world because not only did he do this elaborate thing, he only peed and pooed outside. <laughs> <laughs> so now I have this dog who's nine weeks old who not only is smart enough to trick Jess through uh, like you know a home alone like it was like a Rue Goldberg contraption of going in and out of the house, but he also won't pee or poo inside. Which is fantastic. That's so cool. I'm very happy and uh, let him roam, people. Let, let him, him roam. roam. <laughs> let him roam. So very happy, very excited. So Jess came home and she goes, "I was crying all fucking morning for a guy that let himself in." <laughs> Like yeah, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Let him remember. No, that's going good. That's 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 very good. Um, let's talk about poo. Let's talk about <laughs> poo. Speaking of poo, he did it outside. Did it outside. They would have been tiny little nuggets. Portland police. It looked like him actually. It was a long, <laughs> long and little. Long and little. Oh. <laughs> there you go. It'd be easy to clean up. Not like a big dog. A big. That's dog. very handy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Easy. So Portland poo. Portland police. Say that they're not allowed to stop people from pooping in the street. Oh, God. (laughs) That's where we lose everyone. Are we... (laughs) This is regression to third world, right? It's like, we we were talking about, like, we want women to poop in the toilet at offices and feel safe. We're giving them extra toilets, this and that. Hello, police? This man is pooping in the street. Look, we can't. We can't arrest. We just can't arrest him, you know? We got arrested for something, like indecent, indecent exposure or something. Police like that. say that they are they are powerless to stop people relieving themselves in public, even if it happens right in front of them. <laughs> like, so I could just pop a squat in front of like fifty chicks in Portland. Yeah, was it po- Portland? Portland. Yeah, and they can't do anything about it. That's correct. Amazing. Uh, the Oregon court last year barred authorities from using state law in cases of public urination and defecation. And this has caused a problem. The homeless people of Oregon in Portland are now pooping so much that they 
uh, the Oregon Council is receiving 50 complaints a day. That is... That's third world country level of, of terrible. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, with the police paralyzed, Portland has resorted to expensive cleanup efforts. Oh, this means more taxes, people. This is what the town coin is. What's that? It costs... <laughs> it, uh, there are now poop crews. <laughs> <laughs> when I... When I was a kid, when I was a kid, and you know we got our first dog, Pepper. Uh, we had to. Mum's like, oh, Dad, Mum, Dad, like you have to pick up the poo. And we actually end up calling it poo patrol. Yeah, I feel like it's. Gonna oh be my a god, party. no way! That's <laughs> yeah. that's exactly what what, what 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 we called it, poo patrol. <laughs> and I just you gotta imagine go, it going poo patrol, Portland poo patrol, like triple P, and they got the little logo. They got white shirts with the little plastic bags and stuff. That's what I'm expecting now. Poo Patrol. Oh, God, that is just a... Who would have thought? Every time Poo Patrol responds, it costs $316. (laughs) Costs the taxpayer $316. That's... Uh, So, 50 a day times 300. Yeah. What's that? Uh, $15,000? Is that that right? Uh, No, $15,000. $158,000 a day. 150, oh jeez, my math is way off. 158,000, no, can't be. 30 times... 50. 50 times 300. Yeah. Nah, 50, 50, 50 times 316, which is what it costs. There's the maths right there. It's 500. <laughs> 158. Yeah, but you've typed in 50. Oh shit, I've typed in 500. You <laughs> typed in 500. <laughs> Fifteen thousand eight hundred. I may be delirious as shit, but I can lift the fucking all. That's a lot of cash. A fifteen grand a day. My <laughs> God, oh, that's th- a lot of taxpayer money. That's how much I I pay more than tax that last financial year. But still, that's that's a lot of that's a lot of that's a lot of moolah. You you know what though? The good thing is. That if you earned eighteen thousand dollars here in Australia, you wouldn't have to contribute <laughs> to the poop patrol. <laughs> Someone's profiting off this. Someone's like, yeah, I'm gonna create poop patrol and I'm gonna pay my guys minimum wage. Why not? Well, you, not you know what you could do? You could kill two birds with one stone. You could hire the homeless people <laughs> <laughs> to do poos. To do to do to yeah, do poos and do the poop patrol. Ah. Like, they're creating in, jobs creating jobs less poo yeah but that's the thing the more they do their job the less poo there is mm. it's a very fine line of supply and demand <laughs> well when you gotta go you gotta go see women see women you won't even get in trouble in portland you know where to go no one's judging no shame no oh, shame this is a real shit show it is a real shit show well kieran you've got a bunch of housemates well, you do. You did have some, a housemate. Yeah. Now you don't, but you will soon. I will soon. Yeah. Um, I've never... I've implemented the cowbell. The cowbell. The cowbell. What in what sense? Well, that if we need to have a house meeting, you ring the cowbell. Ah. You know, and then Festivus airing out the grievances. Hold your grievances till the yeah, end of the yeah, year yeah. and air them out. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. That sounds about right. There you go. Seinfeld reference. Well yeah. done. Thank you. Seinfeld and Pooh. What an episode we've had. <laughs> um, and dogged. But I've got a good one. So you got a, ha- a bunch of housemates. Have they ever eaten some like some of your food in the fridge, or is it sort of for you free, free game? Yeah, I've never really had that issue. Mm. 
I've never had this issue either with Jess. I was like, yeah, yeah whatever's in the fridge is, you know. But you, you're like a couple. Yeah, that's true. Like, it's all fair game. You say that. But this guy, man installs a fridge safe to stop girlfriend eating his snacks. Is she trying to make him diet? I don't know. Let's, let's find out. Find out. Be honest, lads. We've all been, uh, we've all thought about this at some point in time. Obviously, when you're living together, mine and yours fly out the window and becomes ours. Isn't that lovely? Well, not always. Desserts are one problem. I won't order one. I'll just have a bite of yours. Bugger off. We all know you fully intend to eat most of my cheesecake, which is very true. Mm. Snacks are another problem, especially if you like the same stuff. Though there are a number of tactics us lads can use to combat this. Top shelves are a good idea. Sadly, it doesn't work for me because I'm just not at the same height. Yeah. Uh, buying things they don't like is another option, but then you're only limiting yourself with this option. And you shouldn't be enforced to ensure the fruit and nut dairy milk just because she can't control herself. Mm-hmm. So, what did this guy do? Dave came up with the ultimate solution. A fridge safe. Ah, so a lock on a fridge. It basically is. So, and, and apparently, more than anything else, the girlfriend posted this on Facebook saying, so it's come to this too. You buy a house together, you have a child together, you get engaged, wedding plans are doing... And, uh, uh, Most uh, people you, do the engagement before the child. That's true. Not yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah whatever. It's a modern world. Uh, Dave goes to buy a fucking fridge safe and he's an asshole and doesn't share his chocolate with me anymore. Anyone <laughs> want him? This is breakup material, right? Prick. Dave, you're a genius. Uh, Stacy, since you've opened a Pandora's box here, we allow us blokes to close ours. Thank you. And look at this. So I took, I've got a picture of this fridge safe. Look at that. That is a man solution to a man problem. Oh, it's in the fridge. It's in the fridge. I thought it was I thought it no, was the no, fridge was locked. No, in the fridge itself there's a box and it's it's it's, it's like, got a code. It's got a code it's in it. It's a there. number code. Yep. And it's only he can access it. Oh, that is torture. He's put chocolate in there. Yeah. Well, he's it, you know, he bought it for himself. You know, I could see, definitely see myself doing this with my like, you know, when I was living at home and my brother was there. Yeah. Like, you know. Or I feel like housemates would use this and just put their beers in there. <laughs> also, like, you know, when you have a house party and you have some random people over, yeah. you put your good beers in there. Yeah, the good beers. The good beers. And you tell, like, one other mate what the good beer number is and that's it. Um, whereas now it's just like, yeah, bring your own. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. drink my booze and it's all good. Bring your own and we don't care. That's genius. I think it's pretty cool. Good on him. Well done. He likes dairy milk... With Oreos through it, though. That's a bit of a... It's not that good. I've never... Yeah. yeah. I don't care. Uh, anyway, Kim, you got another article for I, us? I, I, Wrap I, it up for this. I do. Today. I've got two quick ones. All right. Good, good. Let's do that. Japan now has a giant pizza sandwich called the Meat Mountain. Okay. Look, Packed. no. A pizza sandwich is a calzone. That's... That's not a calzone. That is not a calzone. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's just two pizzas on top of each other. Which has 18 different types of meat. Is that what a calzone is? Yeah. Shit. The, like, you know, you get a pizza, you sort of, like, put all the stuff in and you close it over. What <laughs> is a calzone? Wait a minute, 18 different kinds of meat. Like, is it like, like smoked ham and regular ham? Or, like, ham from pig, oh, ham from go. horse? You just wrap it around. Yeah. Oh, it's a calzone. There you go, I'm 29, didn't know that. Ugh, there you go. The things that you learn. Yeah. Um, uh, what t- like, is it, like, deer and... 
seafood co- combination sort of thing, or is it just like a like t- twenty types of ham and two types of salami and? Oh, look! It it doesn't actually. It tells me where they're located. Oh, that's good. <laughs> it doesn't tell me what's on the. Oh wait, no, here it is. Um, beef steak, hamburger patty pieces, pork loin, three animals so far. Iberian bacon, diced bacon, sliced bacon, bacon bits. Bavarian sausage, pepperoni, mini wiener sausage, pork sausage, Italian sausage. That's all... Wagyu beef ribs, chicken, deluxe minced meat, meat and spicy sauce, taco meat, and dried cured ham. Those That's four animals. That's pork. There was minced meat. 18 different types of Did meat. You ever, okay, okay. But it, it, can you really count taco meat being different from minced meat? Like... <laughs> There's a very fine line, like, you know, of herbs and spices, <laughs> you know? Hey, hey. Like, would you, like, is fried chicken that much different to roast chicken? Like, at the end of the day, it's it's just the coating. <laughs> Look, you make a very good point, but I don't <laughs> care. 18 different types. Uh, you're not like going to sell like... a pizza with four different types of meat? Oh, I guess. Well, yeah, you can. That, that's exactly what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> And I think they mean four different types of meat, but not four different. Uh, I think I misunderstood it as at different types of animal meat. Yeah, not just meat in general. Yeah, just meat. Just meat in general. Yeah, yeah. You're thinking too much. I am. Thinking. Go get some less sleep so you don't think. Less sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Go get more less sleep. More less sleep. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and what's the other article you got there? Uh, and um, we all know that the Bachelor finished. The, okay, so what is? The Bachelor, for all our people who don't listen to The, to oh, the Bachelor. Shit. Just watch the Punky Recaps. Okay. Have you seen the Punky Recaps? No, because I've been watching it with Jess. Oh, yeah. okay. So I have to a girlfriend, man. You're going to watch some... It's a trade-off. I watch about four hours of videos about guitars, and I have to watch some videos... I have to watch the two hour, two episodes a week on uh, on The Bachelor. It's, it's a fair trade-off. Well, The Real Bachelor yeah. this week had a party hangover. Oh, and it had a $12,460 emergency bill. What, the Bachelor that was on TV? No, a different Bachelor. Oh. I just thought I'd, uh, you know. <laughs> I did watch the Try Bachelor. Try and do a sneaky sneak. Yeah, it was a bit of a sneaky sneak. The, um, yeah, the actual Bachelor show is pretty terrible. I should have brought that in as a rant. It's the most bullshit thing. He obviously chose who she, he wanted, like, straight away. And the and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, but it, according to... Um, <laughs> oh! Oh, is he, that someone? We, oh, we, we just got a special guest in here. We have a Dweezil. Dweezil's coming into the studio. Jess, quick question. Yeah. Do, would you take a shit at work? I don't pull it. You don't pull it. work. Okay. okay, good. That's on the show now, officially. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at Dweezil. Are <laughs> oh, you so cute? Oh. Well, Kieran, as a, as a final sort of thing, we have a new fan. We have a new person who recommends the podcast on new, the facebook a new fan and his, his name's vincent yeah hi vincent and uh this one was more for you than anybody else <laughs> i saw this and uh, he said uh, i was told to give you guys a negative recommendation <laughs> but i don't have the heart for it please don't hate me but at the same note where are the spoons they will be on patreon <laughs> <laughs> and i thought that would be the perfect way to do to, to do so the Patreon account, like to get people to do. There we go. 
That's going to go up as soon as possible, isn't it? <laughs> hang but on, yeah. hang on, hang on. I don't like that photo. Let's do another one. <laughs> For all the people, uh, I wish we could film this, but yes, there's a there's a dog and Kieran um, getting photos of them doing the podcast together, which is very adorable. But Kieran, I think we should wrap this one up because I feel like we're just in a photo booth at the moment with, with a dog and hey, a Dweezil. girlfriend. And Dweezil. But for all your wanking needs out there, especially you, Vincent, thank you very much for the recommendation. We will get you those spoons. It is, make sure you follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you'd like to send us a hate mail, a death threat, or a rant, uh, and if you'd like to recommend us, obviously record it on your phone and email us at we only do one take podcast at gmail.com. Kieran. Or just you. Facebook message it to yeah, us. Yeah, of course. Make it real easy. Whatever, yeah. Whatever's the easiest yeah. way. That's why I say you could contact us on Facebook. Yeah. Send us a death threat. That'd be funny. I'd read it. I wouldn't. You would bring it in. Yeah, probably. And read it out. Of course I would. Kieran, thank you for another fantastic episode today. That's uh, all good. Thank you for editing. You're welcome. <laughs> and we will see you next Thursday. <laughs>